Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to the after show, Flushing It Out, the full flush. Um, we're here with our guest, Matt Jennings from M&M Exteriors, our podcast studio sponsor, as well as sound editor and husband, Jeremy Spittle. Oh, I thought you forgot my name. No, I was just trying to give you an extra little plug. Your, your husband. My husband. Not your husband. Well, my husband. be clear. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay. So we chatted about- As to me, he is just the sound editor. To you, yes. Right, yeah. For yeah. the purposes of this podcast. I yes. Yeah. yeah, all right. <laughs> the guy behind the curtain. Got um, I, made who... it, I made it weird now. Go ahead. <laughs> so we did weird. explore me sitting behind the curtain, like over there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would have been not good. <laughs> now, right? Yeah. Especially when you commented like, right. whatever about me. I'm, I'm here for you, Matt. I know yeah. she's angry at you. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't angry. Spit it out. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know, was that your real answer? Was what my real answer? For the, what do you want to stop talking about? Criminal? Identifying violent people? Yeah. Was that really your answer? That was the only thing I could think of, but I mean. But on the way I over. I should have had something a lot more fun than that. No, that was what I was thinking about oh. on the way over. And then I, you asked me about the book and that kind of whatever. Oh, well then that's okay. You can. So, I mean, I'm, people are going to listen to it and think that I'm like not well-rounded or something. Okay, well now's your chance to well-round <laughs> yourself. I would rather talk about anything else <laughs> other than like ground we've covered. Really? Um, some people yeah. might listen and be like, oh, I thought he was into finance law, not like criminal law. Right. Well, I see I was into that for a while, oh. though. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you want? To, let's do a new episode and let's talk about what you want to talk about. What okay. do you want to talk about? What do you like talking about? Oh, uh, you don't want to talk about what I want to talk about, so it's okay. Tax law? <laughs> No. With feminism in the 21st century? Well, that that was that was my original idea. No, but what's a... the podcast for, Sam? It's for the extrovert on behalf of the introverts. Right. Yeah. So if you're an introvert... Then it's good Listening to you talk about sex. Perfect <sighs> fucking topic. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. All right, cool. I'm yeah. glad you get that as my sponsor. But Works. no, I mean, I actually had a, a... Like, I was trying to keep it short for yeah. the... the Courtesy flush. What was the first thing? Uh, the pit thing stop, the, the courtesy stop, flush. I don't know. It's whatever. It's whatever. Trying to keep it short. The episode. The but main I, episode. I had a lot more like <coughs> detail, and you wanted me to come with stories. I had stories. I want to hear the stories. So, Maybe we should redo yeah. the episode. Maybe this will turn into the regular episode. No, I just, you know, I mean, people want to know what it's like practicing law. I could tell you. Yeah. Because I got some good stories about that. So, what do you think the thing is that may, like, so you, so you got divorced, and I don't know how much you, you want me to pry into that area. You can pry, I'll answer or not, That's I guess. Pry. Well, I don't even know if I have a question, but it's more, I'm curious, like, so what was, oh, here's a question then, because, and you can, you can decide what parts you want to share. You said you spent the four years working on that house and doing self-reflection. Right. I love how you said that. That's Why? funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember him saying. Yeah, I, I was well, it's like it's like I spent an hour hammering, and then I'm like you know, <laughs> pondering life, and you know, <laughs> and then I go, you know, sit on the floor cross legged and burn incense. <laughs> that wasn't exactly it. What did you say? I thought that's what you said. You. 
Well, you were you took time. You invested in yourself. That's what you said. Yeah, your I nugget mean, of truth. I was, was doing something that I loved <clears throat> doing. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's the question then. So like, so you weren't sitting with incense, having a healing session to make sense of your life. Right. You were hammering nails and stuff, but you were obviously thinking about. You had some. I would call them like come to Jesus moments, but well, like, kind of. I mean, you know, so, I find myself not married anymore. I'm in yeah. Kansas City, where I'm not from. Yeah. Right at that time, I'd only been there. Well, at that time, I'd been there ten years, I guess. Uh, no, I'd only been there seven years, and I'm not practicing law anymore. And what what do I want to? I mean, I got to do something with my life, and I'm yeah. interested in all these different things. What how, what do I what am I going to do? How do I make it work? Where do I go from here? Yeah. I've always valued, well, my fav- one of my favorite people in the whole world, somebody I admire and look up to, Warren Buffett. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also from Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, grew up with the kind of m- m- legend of mm-hmm. whatever, being near that. But Charlie Munger is his partner. Mm-hmm. And Charlie, Warren is very um, calculator political about what he says and charlie Mm -hmm. munger has no filter Mm -hmm. he just says it like and it's awesome Mm -hmm. so you know warren will take 10 minutes and explain something and charlie will sum it up in like 30 seconds and it's way more um less polite but Mm. also kind of more direct and whatever Mm -hmm. anyway one of the things he talks about is how charlie Mm -hmm. is how much he values independence you know, mm-hmm. and, and that for him is the, the money that they have or whatever. It's not because he wants to live some lavish lifestyle. Yeah. It's just so he can do what he wants to do. Yeah. He doesn't have to answer to other people. He doesn't have to whatever. Yeah. And that's that's always been my thing. Driving force yeah. to have the independence. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to have kind of financial wherewithal to where I don't have to do, I don't have to show up at some job that I hate yeah. for the rest of my life. and. There is a, a significant percentage, I, I believe, of people who practice law who mm-hmm. who don't like it. Yeah, there's a percentage of lots of people who. No, that's hate true. Yeah, no, that's absolutely that true. They do, yeah, so. and I've known I know people that have practiced law their yeah. whole career and they never really liked it, yeah. but they did it, and I just that was never going to be me. So yeah, I, you know, what am I going to do? You know, I've always finance, investing, business, all these kinds of things have always been forefront of my mind. But it's interesting how the roofing business kind of theoretically fell into your lap or we kind of talked earlier about how the pieces fell into place. Because you had said, well, I would go into roofing and then suddenly Melody got into roof. You know, she you she came in your life and then she gets into roofing mm-hmm. and then now you're starting a business. So it's kind of funny because I think that sometimes we want to plan our lives out, like know the exact, especially with like yeah. you want to, okay, I'm going to go to law school, then I'm going to become a lawyer. And then I'm, and it's like there's the path, mm-hmm. but then you kind of – I think that's why I'm like so interested in kind of learning more because it's like you – kind of shattered that system by quitting your job yeah i guess right i mean yeah i mean you kind of walked away from that but yet i mean that's how i think of that part of my life to be honest is i I just i kind of hit the reset button yeah for me you know and people talk go to college and find yourself or whatever like i never really did that i went to college with sort of i was very purposeful yeah thinking i wanted to go a certain direction or that i needed to go a certain direction yeah. or that i was expected to go or whatever yeah. and um i'm 30 whatever i was at the time 32 going Same. what am i doing with my life yeah you know Absolutely. i married the wrong person 
that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But I married that person because on paper... It seemed like it should. Right. Mm -hmm. And real life is way different than how it looks on paper. And I practiced law, which I didn't really want to do. Yeah. But she wanted to move to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And I got offered a lot of money by the biggest firm in town to come work for them. So what am I going to do? Say no. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, and then I was like, what am I doing? I I don't want to be doing this. Why am I? Mm -hmm. But when you've lived your whole life not thinking about what you really want, Mm -hmm. it takes you a while to figure it out. Hmm. It didn't immediately go, oh, I've been doing X, but really I'm Y or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. That sounded like some chromosome thing right there. That, was, <laughs> that almost went somewhere weird. <laughs> it's uh, all right. Yeah. But, you know, it, it. I was like, I've been doing my whole life doing A, let's yeah. call it. I'm, I don't want to do A. Yeah. And then when the whole world is your oyster and it's open to you, that's kind of hard. That's terrifying. It was hard for me. Yeah. I could do anything I want. Wow. How the do I narrow this yeah. down? You can say it if you want. You know? Can we cuss on the If podcast? you want, yeah. We can Whoa. mark it explicit. Yeah. yeah. Well, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you could have I've been, been holding back. No. You could have been cursing this whole <laughs> um, time. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, and that was hard for me to go, yeah. okay, all right, so I'm not doing that anymore, all right, cross that one off, but like, there's a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Who who am I? What, what do I want? Where, where am I going to go from here? Where, you know. You, you said before that uh, the roofing had always interested you. Yeah. Like, so you're hands-on, you're handy, you're redoing this duplex that some guy botched, mm. and you, you spend four years doing it, and you're like, oh, you know what? Out of all the things that I've done, roofing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's mm-hmm. the thing that interests me most. Yeah, I'd never Why really is done, that? I've never really done roofing, actually. <laughs> oh, you yeah. um, haven't? No, but as a, uh, n- not personally, no. Um, in 2007, um, I put a roof on a house, actually. Well, that's one more than I've personally done, yeah. probably. That's <laughs> yeah. not true. I've done a couple. But, um, but uh, no, just in terms of contracting businesses, I mean, it, yeah. believe me, it's got its challenges. And yeah. right. it's there are a lot of things that are hard about it, and there's a lot of risk reward related yeah. to it, whatever. But you know, yeah. if you get a good roofing crew, you know what you're doing, yeah. you know how to install it, you know which products to use. Yeah, um, he found his niche. It's yeah. a good niche. He found your it niche. Is. I have not yeah. found my niche yet. It's a lot more fun than sitting at a desk for yes. me. I can't. I can't do that. It's been hard. Eminem Exteriors starting our business, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's got a lot of challenges to it. Yeah, that we're still dealing with yeah but i wouldn't trade it i mean i wouldn't like i said you couldn't name a number i'm not practicing law you couldn't pay me to do it i'm not gonna i don't want to do it you're not gonna do it stop asking me dad i'm not gonna do it (laughs) he's giving up on that (laughs) now i think um but you know it's funny because my sister and i've had a couple conversations too where she's like she has at times been ready to not do it anymore either Mm. yeah so Mm. Mm. That what is the what's the classic lawyer lawyer life like? What's a good lawyer? I mean, story? it depends. You know, I mean, my dad, he's one of a kind of a dying breed, to be honest. He's sort of a generalist. Yeah. And most lawyers are not that anymore. Um, always used to be, but lawyers tend to get pretty specialized these days. Yeah. And actually, I bet that's a um, a Midwest thing too. Is it like, is. It's more of a smaller town, town thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have to do everything. You know, if you're the, the town lawyer, yep. somebody comes to you and needs a will, you write their will. Their kid gets arrested, you defend them. Yeah. They, 
you know, they get divorced. You represent them in that. Yeah. They go to buy property. You do the real yeah, estate exactly. transaction. I mean, you know, you got to do all these different It's kind of like the doctor. Same thing with the doctor, like a general practitioner. It's like kind of yeah. the small town doctor yeah. does. And, you know. you know, my dad has done just about everything. Yeah. From, you know, started off doing a lot of criminal defense. What mm-hmm. a lot of lawyers do yeah. when you're hanging out a shingle. Get appointed, court appointed. Mm. Don't make much money, but, you know, get your name out there. Yeah. He's done divorces. He's done wills and trades. He does more trust stuff now, mm. actually, which is... So a, he's still practicing now? Yeah, he's he'll do it forever, probably. Nice. To a certain extent here or there. Yeah. He's done a lot of personal injury work. He's done a lot of different things, so... Hawk Law. Or what, we just, Jeremy, we just were in South Carolina, and there was tons of... Oh, Injury. Yeah. yeah. Hawk laws It's done a real disservice back. to the justice system, all the advertising. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So there's that. How did how did but he then, take it when uh Yeah, well, we can't believe we didn't go into that. Like I meant to ask you about that. Like you follow in your dad's footsteps, um, doing it, and then you're like, peace, I'm out. Still, um, I think his my sister's a lawyer too. Oi. I think his dream or hope or whatever was that we were going to come back and work with him. Mm. And neither of us were terribly interested in moving back to our hometown, to be honest. So that yeah, was kind of a non-starter for us. Mm-hmm. But Looking at you, Jeremy. I didn't mean it like that. I I'm, joking. I'm joking. So anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it was yeah. years after I quit practicing law that he was telling me about jobs or oh, recommending yeah. that I do whatever or yeah. I could always whatever. Well, since that makes sense I like, had I not I'm known not doing that anymore. But you, you couldn't drag me back to practicing law now. Really? No, no. But I understand for the four years no, you're I'll working on the house. So yeah, but well for four years just working on that house, like I'm sure that your dad was like, uh yeah. I mean that wasn't the only thing I was doing, but that was the primary yeah, yeah. it was my primary occupation. You're doing odd jobs or something? No, well, I did it. Started to do a few. Did I mean, I kind of body? evolved. I yeah, no, <laughs> I kind of evolved only when it got cold. No. Uh, that was weird. I don't even know what that meant. I don't even know what. Um, why you went there? It kind of evolved to where I did actually do a few odd jobs for um, neighbors um, that they paid me to do, and then I did some. I did. I installed for this roofing company in Kansas City. I installed about. I think I got to over 2,000 soffit vents, which are oh. air intake yeah. vents. I know what a soffit is. because right? There you go. Very different Very air. different architecture. Not arc. Well, yeah, it is really in Kansas City. Different building materials. Hmm. Um, hardly see vinyl siding almost never. Nobody hmm. has vinyl siding there. Everybody has some kind of a wood exterior, if you will. Hmm. But cut a lot of holes in uh in wood soffits and installed soffit vents in kansas city so yeah kind of evolved doing that but and then got more into the roofing and the yeah. sales and all that but he's right here when you were uh, so boring she's leaving <laughs> <laughs> just walked out of her own podcast she, yeah <laughs> well let's talk like... about something else then <laughs> Hey, she's gone. We can talk about college football. Yeah, yeah. I'm, college I'm in. Football. Yeah. Uh, Hank left, and I yeah. wanted to make sure he wasn't. I don't know what he was Pooping doing in the corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, what what didn't you like about working for the law firm or lawyering in general? The thing about working for a firm like that, though, yeah. and anybody who ever has knows that this is the truth. It's all about how many hours you bill. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the billable hours, the key. Everybody gets you know um, rises or falls. Based, based on, on their hours. billable hours. Yeah. And, you know, so it's a tenth of an hour. So every six minutes. So it was point one, you know, would be. So if I get an email from somebody and I read it, point one 
you know, oh, for that. Yeah. Which we didn't usually bill in increments that small. I mean, oh, it would yeah. usually be bigger than that. But so, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure, first of all, to meet your targets or have enough hours or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, every big law firm says that there isn't. Every big law firm says that they don't have any minimum. Every big law firm says that it's whatever. And then mm-hmm. none of those things are true ever yeah. at any big law firm. But anyway, one of, one of my story. I did not hear this personally, but I know that it's true because Ooh. I know the people involved. Oh, okay. snap. One of the other associates that I worked with when I first started, I, I started in that firm in one section and then kind of moved to a different section that was sort of related, but... I mean, this, they occupied a 24 story building. I mean, you know, they, I was on the 21st floor and then I moved down to the 20th floor and, you know, it was a big, it was a big operation. Anyway, the, the kind of partner, the lead partner of this group that I was with had a legal assistant who'd been with him forever and she was a big personality kind Uh of loud. Right. Everybody liked her. She was great. Yeah. But she was just one of those people that was, you know. Yeah. Annoying, loud. Well, Oh, I hate those she wasn't going to take any crap oh. from anybody and whatever. <laughs> so back then, you'd write down your time and keep a timesheet, mm-hmm. right? And then the firm had a computer software system mm-hmm. where you had to plug it in and code in whatever for the right customer or the right client. So it would go and get billed to that client mm-hmm. for whatever uh, case you were working on, for, yeah. you know, whatever. You had to put in all these things. So the partner, you know, I wound up doing my own a lot of times or the, um, give it to my assistant to put it in. Partners would all write it out, give it to their assistant. They'd mm-hmm. put it in. So one day associate down the hall for me, who was closer to their desk. Here's her go. His name was not Bob, but I'll say yeah, Bob. Yeah, you need to say Bob for now. She goes, Bob, <laughs> you've got 26 hours on Tuesday and the computer won't let me put it in. There's only 24 hours in a day. <laughs> And he goes, we'll just roll it over to the next day. She goes, you've already got 24 hours on that day, too. So, to say that there weren't some, like, shenanigans played at times by people in terms of the hours that they wrote down, that's totally going on. Mm. Not just there, but, you know, a lot of firms. And and it wasn't widespread or anything like that. But those types of things did happen. Um, What bothered you about that? Is it the ethics behind it? Yes, that's one of the things (laughs) that bothers me about it. Dishonest? My problem was in litigation, um, especially working for a big law firm. Because remember, it's about how many hours? Hours, yeah. I was, I'm not a, whatever, combative personality or whatever. Yeah. I forget, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Confrontation? I'm not confrontational. Whoa, whoa, easy. (laughs) Easy, yeah. I won't, I won't gesture so wildly. Um, <laughs> so confrontational. So, you know, which is, I mean, if you don't feel like advocating for your clients, you're probably in the wrong profession. <laughs> um, but, you know, my thing is I'd look at these cases and I'd go, you know what, I, I could figure out for the most part, it's not that hard to figure out what's going to probably happen, right? You do a calculus on each one of them. How likely are they to win? How likely are we to win? What's the total amount of the damages? So what should we just pay them to make this go away? So if it's a hundred thousand in damages and it's 50, 50 that they're going to win or we're going to win, let's pay them 50 grand and we'll be done. And that's simple simplification, but that's kind of what it works out to be a lot of times. If it's 80, 20, well, you pay them less. If it's, you know, if yeah. they're likely to win, well, you're going to pay them close to what they're asking for, just to yeah. whatever. 
So my thing was, I'd look at it and go, why don't we just, you know, we're going to wind up paying them this. this, Let's just do it now. Let's offer them whatever. (laughs) That is not the way it works. You know, you got to write down hours on this case for the next six months or a year. And then we're going to wind up doing that. It's kind of, you know. And and certainly there's value. To, I'm not saying that there is. Yeah. I mean, you might go through discovery and learn all these things, and it turns yeah. out you're not going to wind up. Yeah. So you know. But that kind of shows why that's not your thing. Though. It was that was why it was not my that. thing because I didn't want to have to send out, you know, yeah. the same interrogatories. We would bill them whatever to put together the, the you know discovery. Yeah. Where really we're just changing the names on some form that we always use. Yeah. But the first time we did it, it took two hours, so we can write down two hours for every client. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's part of the, I don't want to call it a game, but that's, yeah. you know, kind of how it works. Are you okay if your old coworkers hear this podcast? Mm, I don't care. I'm not saying anything that's, I'm not, A, I'm not saying anything that's untrue, and B, I'm not identifying anybody in a way that would be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what about Bob? Whatever. I'm smart enough to know that. I don't think I Bob, there's 26 hours here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bob. Right. But, you know, that was her. She would say it loud enough that the whole, that part of the office would hear her yelling oh at him gosh. from her cubicle, which is outside his office, into his office. Bob, <laughs> you've built 26 hours on this day. Can't buy, computer won't let me put it. You know, it was like. Which that was that was Bob. Oh my so, gosh, that's great. That was not his name. Okay, we've established that the lawyer life is not for you. So what's something that you've learned, like either a key piece of advice or something you've learned since starting the roofing business? I do strongly believe if you're gonna be entrepreneurial and try to get something off the ground, you better be willing to devote whatever time it takes. You know, grind whatever grist the mill requires. Say that and one we've more certainly time. had to do that. That's a quote right there. Grind yeah. whatever. That is a quote, Grist. actually. It's from one of my favorite movies. Which one? Uh, Master and Commander. But yeah, I mean. Got to be willing to hustle. Got to be willing to hustle. <laughs> You're responsible. I mean, mm-hmm. working for other contractors, it was nice sometimes to be able to say, I'm sorry, I'd love to do that for you, but you know, they, they won't let me, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Blame it on whoever. Now, yeah. Nobody to blame it on now. Right. Well, you could try blaming it on Melody. But, you know, yeah, I mean, we, you like, know, we didn't come into this with a big plan. <laughs> we knew how to do this. Yeah. We knew how to do, you know, the job, but we didn't know how to necessarily plan the whole business out. Yeah. And so we've been just kind of trying to figure it out as we go. Nice. You've been doing a good job building a good business. It's been okay. I mean, you're able to invest money into a podcast studio. So big, big dollars in this yeah. too. Yeah. So oh, you it's actually this is a sweet setup. It's Thank pretty you. cool. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I love when we get a customer who's from the Midwest. The nice yeah. thing about this area is nobody's really from here except for you. Except for you. You girl. grew up here, but everybody else that yeah. seems like that yeah. we run into, they are from somewhere else. Yeah. And it's a transient. People are here for 10 years and then yeah. they go somewhere else. So they get stationed yeah. here or they're whatever. So, you know, we meet people from all over. But yeah. most of the people that are here are from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, here, Virginia, Pennsylvania, New yeah. Jersey, New York. Yeah. So whatever. you're dealing with East Coasters. Yeah. For the most part. So we love when we get a customer who's from Michigan or, <laughs> you know, uh, Illinois or mm-hmm. 
wherever. I've actually had a couple of customers from Iowa. Oh, wow. Um, and you guys talk about Iowa State football. Yeah, one of them was an Iowa State grad, actually. Lives in Herndon, works for the CIA. Oh. I know that because he handed us his mortgage paperwork, and in that it had his application where he had to list his employer, and it was the Central Intelligence Whoa. Agency. <laughs> so I don't think he's covert. I think he's probably an analyst yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, that's what he wants you to believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. But anyway, um, you know, there is a different mindset. Yeah. Uh, there is a different ethic about interactions with other people. It's a million little things yeah. that I could tell you better when we first moved here, probably. Mm-hmm. I remember this one vividly, though. This was, it's kind of gone by the wayside now, but mm-hmm. even three, four years ago, Redbox was still kind of a thing. Yeah. Right? And I haven't gotten a red box probably in three or four years. Yeah. But we used to, especially when we first moved here, we didn't have, you know, we were renting or whatever. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we're kind of transient. We didn't have, so we would go get a movie from the thing. And Melody and I were there one time. Of course, we can never decide what we want. So they've got that big kind of poster board to the right. that has got all the little, mm-hmm. all the titles that are in there. Right. And so we kind of go up to the machine and we kind of step to the side and we're looking at the thing and someone comes up next to us and starts using the red box, Mm -hmm. right? This would never happen in the Midwest. The reason being someone would see that you were there Mm -hmm. and they would kind of not want to crowd you Mm -hmm. or jump in front of you Mm -hmm. or whatever. And they'd kind of stand back and give you your space Mm -hmm. and see like, are you done? (laughs) Are you going to get a movie? Are you whatever? They'd stand there for five minutes watching you dick around, not getting a video (laughs) rather than just barge up and use the thing. Oh my gosh. Right. And so when you multiply that times a million daily experiences of all kinds of different things, not just people barging in front of you, but just all these little things where it's just not the same. My friend who's from Wichita, Texas, when she, Wichita, Texas, Wichita, Kansas, when she moved here, we had this discussion all the time Yeah. because, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm in that middle where I don't notice certain, I understand it. It's the empathetic part of me too. I get it. But because I grew up for, I don't know, 10 years in New Jersey, like I'm kind of all over the place and I'm probably more direct than I found myself. I find myself doing it sometimes. Well, yeah, I've started to drive differently. Yeah, you know, you have to. Yeah, it's kind of it's a survival thing. You can't, you know. I'll still sometimes let someone in just because (laughs) because you're a nice person. But but you'll tailgate. You will not let that sob in. We get tropical smoothie a lot. Millie loves smoothies, right? We get tropical smoothie sandwiches. We get it for lunch at the office sometimes. We order it. Go pick it up. So it's online. You you know you just walk in. Yeah. They you go to the counter because they yeah. get the smoothies out of the fridge or whatever. Oh, but yeah. I walk in. These two gals walk in right in front of me. It's like a mom and her daughter, and the mom's a little bit older. And so you know they go first, and they get up to the counter, and they can't decide what they want. It's like they'd never been in there before. They didn't know what the men- menu was. Mom's like starting from scratch. Like what kind of things do they serve here? You know. <laughs> And I'm behind them going, I got an online order. I just need to tell the guy and have him, yeah, you know, whatever. You just do the little online order. And oh. it was every part of me to not just kind of like butt in front of them since they're not ready. Yeah. Did you already pay online? Yeah, it was done. Oh, then you could just be like, online order. And well, I didn't. Like, no I problem. stood 10 feet behind them. <laughs> no. And waited patiently for them to no. finally finish their transaction no. until it was my turn. But it was okay. It, see, this is where my but, East Coast. But I start, but I've started to think like that. Yes. Where I'm like, really? 
figure no, out what you no, want no. and okay. then come back. So this is the thing. What you just said is I, because I can see Jeremy's chomping at the bit to weigh in. So you're thinking. That's me. So it's coming from the place of I'm, I'm really, a, I'm a Midwestern. Really? Yes, you are. That's probably why we got married. But Ex- I'm Except not- I'm. Southern, well, Virginia, yeah, yeah Virginia. I'm from yeah. Northern Virginia. So, yeah. but so well, that's the thing. I would be people coming... that are from Virginia are not that way, from right. what I've learned. Well, that's the thing, though. But I wouldn't be coming from a place of, well, no, I shouldn't. I would be willing to wait too, because I mean, I'm still whatever. But depending on the situation, if I knew they were going to have side conversation, just deciding what to order, then efficiently, it's not because I'm aggressive or angry. It's just more like, oh. You're talking, hey, I just need to pick that up right there. Thank you. Goodbye. I almost did that. Yeah. If I live here five more uh, years, maybe I, I could will. I could see myself going, excuse me, this is gonna take two seconds. Hey, right. I have an online order. Whatever. Yeah. Also, you guys figure out what you want to eat. Yeah. I wouldn't say all that. That's or drink. I don't know. Whatever. Rude. Whatever. It could be rude. Of course I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> You're like, you get your shit together, and I'm going to get my But food. if I had walked up behind you and Melody at the Red Box, I would have at least... Saw, I mean, to be fair, would, we would, were not directly in front yeah. of it. Like, there was room to get to, you know... I just They didn't said, have to super crowd us, but it was clear that we were picking out something. We were going to step back to the left and whatever. Yeah. I, I probably we would have just said loitering, something like, you know. hey, are, are you guys in line, you know... Yeah, even though yeah. there's no line. But, See, that's right. me. I'm more, said, I'm hey, more confrontational. Would, I would you say, mind? Would you mind if yeah. I if I? I know what I want. Do you mind ahead. if I jump yeah. in? Yeah. And uh, as Midwesterners, we would be like, oh, of course. <laughs> you know, Why did we move to Virginia? Just, we'll just step back then if we're in such a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> You're so insulted. <laughs> that would someone... be yes, absolutely, oh my gosh. absolutely, yeah. Oh my god. Because that's you don't do that where we come from. Wow. It, See, this is why it would I... be rude to the point of you don't do that. See, this is why I was probably so rude when I was would go visit my family in South Dakota because I was just too much of an Eastern East Coast girl. That I but just... it, it's a, a more relaxed. I was going to say slower lifestyle, but it's. I think that's fair. I think slower. I don't. I don't have a problem with the word slower. I, I don't yeah. see that as a negative thing i do think everybody in virginia is in a big hurry i think it has something to do with because i I was thinking about i think has something to do with small town Mm -hmm. especially where i'm from iowa there is no big city really in iowa the biggest city is des moines it's only about five six hundred thousand people right Mm -hmm. so and everybody in not everybody but how many people five or six hundred thousand five fifty maybe oh okay um the biggest metro area is actually where I'm from. The Omaha yeah. area is yeah. probably eight hundred thousand or yeah, something. Yeah, that's big. You know, right? it's close, not a million, but closer. But everybody is tied to rural small town yeah. Iowa in some way. My parents both grew up in little towns. My dad, thirteen hundred people in his, right. his town, but he lived out in the farm, far away from all that. Right. But yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah. My mom really was... grew up on a farm. My dad grew up in a town of like five hundred people. Mm-hmm. You know. My grandma, all my cousins would go mm-hmm. to visit or whatever. And small town, you don't want to be the jerk because everybody mm. will know that you're a jerk. Mm. And you got to see all these same people over and over and over. The yeah. person at the red box is anonymous to me. I'll never see them again in my life. Yeah. And right? if you do, you're going to let them have it. I'll remember that face forever. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. He's gonna. We're gonna do a police sketch. Yeah. We're gonna load it up on the Facebook group, yeah. and everyone's gonna know who that person was. In the Midwest, like you said, you let people in. You're on the highway, you move over, you let people in. It's just 
that's how you do things. Common courtesy. Yeah. You let one. I mean, yeah. if we're all in a parking lot after yeah. an event and yep. we're trying to get out. You zipper. I let someone in and then I go and then the person behind me lets someone in yep. and then they go. It's just kind of a, it's yep. a system that everyone knows. Yes, just you just do it. Works. it. Um, Here, so, you got to just barge in front of somebody. Exactly. So yeah. we're And talk- then tailgate the person in front of you so nobody else can get right, in. Exactly. Yeah. Aggressive. Um but if, like if you wanted to turn or if you were turning and then you were going to let someone go in front of you, uh, I think we heard once like someone sued the driver who let someone in because then the person who they let in hit them. And so it was like yeah. if they wouldn't have let him in. And so then it became this thing like, well, I'll take that case. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll go back to practicing law for that. Yeah. One. For the I'll good de- Samaritan. I'll defend them on that. Yeah. Because okay. that they're not. It's. Here's one of those misconceptions. It's one of those things that, that that story makes me sick. That someone would think that our justice system would yes. allow you to win. By yeah. No, of course not. Good to know. Of course but, not. Good to know. But, but McDonald's had to start putting caution hot on their coffee cups because somebody sued. Well, and but here's the thing, too. You're going to you're gonna make me mad. <gasps> oh, my gosh. This is just getting good. But that's actually... Uh, <clears throat> The the popular story about that is a sliver of the truth Ooh. about what really happened on that, mm. by the way. Yeah. She had like third degree burns. She had massive burns. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills. Yeah. And it wasn't just hot. It was like... And do you know that scalding. McDonald's corporate policy was to maintain their coffee that hot? Why? Because it stays fresher longer. Mm. And so they gave her that coffee that was too hot... To an elderly woman who then spilled it on herself. Not only that, she did win a judgment at trial that paid just for her injuries for this over hot coffee that uh-huh. they served to her, which was then reduced on appeal to where she wasn't even fully compensated for her loss. I mean, that whole story got blown out of proportion yeah. to an extent where, like, McDonald's was in the wrong. Yeah. They were clearly in the wrong. Yeah. But oh. somehow we've got a jackpot justice system. Don't get me started. This I'm is gonna, so good. Oh, I'm my gonna, gosh. Like I said, this is so good. It's one of those things that is just, it's, uh, it's wrong is what it is, what has happened. And the public perception of the greatest system of justice that the world has ever seen is the United States court system. Is and it? nobody believes in it anymore because the popular line is that it's all, you know, somehow yeah. a bunch of BS and it's not related to reality and that you could get sued for letting somebody in in front of you if they get hit. No, 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 no. Not under any circumstances ever would that ever happen. It's not possible. Good to So, know. you know... This is why I love flushing it out with people. Let's people. flush it out some more. I love I'm bringing up random shit you hear. This is one of those topics that... And then you let people dispel it. <laughs> if I could it. get the world to sing <laughs> I, in perfect harmony, they everybody would know that... Okay, you Matt, know. I asked you last week, what do you want people to know? And you were mm-hmm. like, I don't care. They don't need to know anything. And well, now I do want sudden, them to know that. Yeah. suddenly we bring up McDonald's hot coffee lawsuit oh and your blood is about. boiling hotter than the McDonald's water. I'm yeah. glad I brought there's it There's all kinds of, yeah, I mean, and there's a ton of those stories that, you know, get told and it's not really the okay. truth. Yeah. It's not so, at all the so truth. What, I hear about frivolous lawsuits. <laughs> what happens to those? They get dismissed. But how, do you still have to pay a lawyer? What if you're defending it? Yeah, no. Well, if you if you if you get sued, five minutes. Yeah. Okay. 
But still, I mean, if you're even if you don't I'm, lose uh, the battle, yeah, it, if it still costs you money, for and me it would be like, well, if sued, somebody files a lawsuit against you that is, you know, whatever, you can ask that the court award you your costs. You can get a judgment against them for mm. that. Now it doesn't happen that often, but you could, mm. right? I need somebody to pay for abs twenty six yeah, right. hours. I was thinking about this too. I told you we represented Ford when I was there. Ford got sued by a guy who was working for a contractor at their Ford. Ford has a plant, I think they still do, in Kansas City. They make one of their truck lines mm-hmm. or something, I think. Guy's there doing some painting or some something. He works for this contractor, whatever. Falls off the scaffolding, whatever, gets hurt. Sues mm-hmm. Ford, right? Mm-hmm. So... Comes across my desk, hey, would you work on this motion for summary judgment, is what it's called. Which is when you file a, let's use the word, frivolous lawsuit, mm-hmm. and you have not stated a claim on which you can main, obtain legal relief. Mm-hmm. It gets dismissed by this mechanism at the outset. It's very early in. So I did. I wrote a motion for summary judgment, and it got awarded. We got got granted, and they dismissed this lawsuit because this guy was an independent contractor. His recourse was workers' compensation through his own employer. It had nothing to do with Ford. Mm. He couldn't sue Ford. He was not allowed to. There's no oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the case. Interesting. But anyway, what was funny about that was when we won that, everybody mm-hmm. was like, they couldn't remember the time that we. And it was a it wasn't because I was magic or whatever. Like it was a yeah. kind of a slam dunk. Um, but that said t- two things to me. One, that that case was an unusual one because they don't usually, you know, mm-hmm. whoever filed it was an idiot, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> they should be disbarred. Mm. But uh, two, don't think the firm was necessarily in that big of a hurry to get rid of cases that fast. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Usually. I don't know. You should have... Mm. Uh, but we time. won that one, but I'm serious. I had like partners go, they couldn't remember the last time they'd ever won one on summary judgment. I was like, really? Oh. <laughs> I feel like I should say thank you for being our male First guest. First man. Yeah. Well, minus Jeremy. I mean, you've been on the podcast. But I've, set, first I've been on all but two. I've set, a, I've set a bar. Okay. 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 Yeah. Low, yeah. probably. Thank you. you know. <laughs> no. Well. But... That's yeah. fine. It's a relative thing. It's a it's a yeah. benchmark now. Yeah. Where are we going to go from we'll here? We'll see how few downloads you get of Stop. this of this episode. Yeah. We'll it all see. depends on how much you share it. Yeah. You got to hop on the Facebook. Oh, I got to tell people listen to me on the. Podcast. You don't have to, but you can. <laughs> That's not really me. I'm probably not going to do it's that. Not. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. You don't need to do that. We'll t- we'll That's my job. That. If That's... anybody ever comes up to me and goes, oh, I heard you on the podcast, I'm going to go, oh, God, what'd I say? Oh, really? gosh. Yeah. Oh, I'd be like, oh, you didn't listen to it? Yeah. Oh, no, are you? I, I yeah. was there. This is probably my least favorite topic, myself. Okay. Let's do a new episode then about a better I'm topic. Killers. I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it, talking about myself. Oh. Don't really Why not? Thing. I don't know. Where's I just that coming didn't... from? What? Uh, I understand. I think I don't want to be judged. I think mm. is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to get deep, I do. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't. Why are you afraid of being judged? Did you feel well, judged a lot as a child? Is, oh no, I love being probably. judged. Yeah, judge yeah. me. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. me whether you like me or not. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. Everyone at all times. Have you? Do you? Why do you think I'm so like? Let me tell jokes. Affirm me. Affirm me. Everyone. Yeah. Give me that. But praises. that's not. That's not 
judge me, judge me. It's positively judge mm. me, positively mm. judge me. That's what Seinfeld says about being a stand-up comedian. Yes. He's like, you get judged every seven seconds. You yep. know, you tell a joke, do they laugh or not? You know, that would be hard. That's but... why I have only uh, so I baby stepped there. I, I think I'm probably calculated is a bad word to use uh, to describe Calculated myself, vulnerability but, you know, is a I very big I think I tried, probably try to share the good parts of me. Mm-hmm. And maybe not the other ones. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people are just kind of an open book, you know, whatever you get the good, you get the bad. Yeah. People like those people more, to be honest. Um, I think because they yeah. do have that vulnerability yeah. and whatever, and that's attractive. Yeah. Um, You've got it though, but you're, but think so. to a certain degree you do. You've shared so. a little to, to crack the ice. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Probably. Calculated vulnerability. Yeah. Maybe. I hope it worked out. Thanks okay. for being willing to be judged. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a lifelong dream for me because I've always known I have a face for radio. <laughs> you do so have a face a for fit. radio. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. As soon as you walked in, <laughs> yes. I thought, man. You know what? This is perfect. This <laughs> television. <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> no. The first thing I thought was this guy needs to be judged. But yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to be judged. It's my favorite thing to do. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Happy to. And thank you for believing in me. That's huge. You're welcome. I mean, I'm... I knew you could do this. Thank you. To the extent I nudged you, it was just, will you do this? That... Not can you do it. You... Will you do it? That that was actually probably... That was a game changer. That's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.